0: Good morning church, it's Pastor Chris at Victory Biker Church, Maine, and you're listening to the Born Again Biker Podcast. It is early, oh my goodness, it's early on a Monday morning. So I'm sitting here drinking some coffee, and we're still in Luke chapter 13, we're talking about the third parable that we were speaking about, the parable of the lost son. Now it's a little bit long, so bear with me. But to illustrate the point further, Jesus told this story. The man had two sons. The younger son told the father, I want my share of your estate before you die. So the father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, the younger, uh, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land where he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time the money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed his pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. Here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he while he was still a long way off, his father saw his him. Sorry, let me start that again. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father still saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to his father, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But his father said to his servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his fingers, sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we've been fattening, we must celebrate and feast for my the son of mine was dead and now returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. Excuse me. When he, when he had returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. And he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he he was told, and your father had killed the fatted calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All of these years I've slaved for you, and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do, and in all that time you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back, after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fatted calf. Yeah, excuse me, I told you it was early. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We have to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost. But now he is found. All right, let me get some coffee. Hang on, so I can stop you on. you guys, okay. So there's a lot to unpack in the story. I could probably preach a good hour and a half sermon on just the parable of the lost son. But I promise I won't. So the first thing I want to talk about is the attitude of the first son of the younger son, the, the, the lost son. Here we are, we got, <laughs> could you imagine? Hey, I want my stuff before you die. You know, I, I, I feel like all of this is mine. It belongs to me. It's gonna be mine anyway when you die. Just give it to me now. You know, he tells his father I want my share. I couldn't even imagine, couldn't even imagine saying that to a parent. I want my share before you die. What an ungrateful little snot he is, right? And yet his father says, all right, I'm going to divide my estate and I'm going to give it to you. So one stays behind and continues to work with his dad. But then he, here's this young guy who takes takes what he's got from his dad, his his you know, his new riches, and the next day he packs it up, loads up his car, and he's out the door. And not only is he out the door, he goes to a distant land, meaning He goes to a place that he, nobody knows him. He probably isn't welcome. And he goes and he squanders everything. He's living it up though. He's partying, he's getting hookers. You know, says that he was wasting his money on prostitutes, so he's drunk every night. He's doing horrible, horrible things with this money that his dad gave him. And it's gone. Very shortly, it's gone. What an ungrateful little kid. And you know what? It's amazing how God works. Because just as his money runs out, a famine hits people begin to get hungry and he's one of them because he's got no way to, su- to support himself now. He's got no but- nothing to take care of himself. So he finds a local farmer that's willing to take pity on him and he says, hey, give me any job to do and I'll do it because, you know, I'm hungry. And he goes out into the fields and he starts feeding the pigs. now. Remember, back then in the Jewish culture, pigs were the most filthy animals possible. They were unclean. So here is a Jew taking care of unclean animals. That says something. The young man became so hungry that even what he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. I have fed a pig once or twice. There ain't no way I'm eating that stuff. I don't care how hungry I get. Uh -uh. But he was so hungry that those things started looking good to him. But here's another thing, but no one gave him anything. Now, I highlighted that in my Bible because here is the attitude of this son that he was in the middle of his ways he didn't give anybody anything except giving away money for the things that he shouldn't have been but he wasn't looking to help anybody he wasted his fortune so he loses it all and he goes to work for this guy And he was still looking for a handout. Nobody gave him anything. He was still looking for people to give him stuff. His father gave him his fortune. And he wasted that. He's still looking for the farmer or somebody to give him something. Man. But then. But then, you know, he has this realization. He comes to his senses. And, you know, I like to believe that that God said to him, you know, hey, dude, look. You know what are you doing? You know we kind of all had that moment I think, where God calls us out and says to them, you know, hey, I, th- I think I think you're on the wrong path. Come on over here. You know I've been over here this whole time. Why don't you come on over here and join me? My yoke my yoke is 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 easy and my burden is light. Why don't you come on over here with me? And he comes to his senses and he says, you know, even at, even at, you know back at Dad's house, even the hired servants have plenty to eat. And, you know, they've got food to spare, and I'm dying of hunger here. Maybe, maybe if I, you know, I don't deserve to be called a son anymore, but maybe my dad will hook me up and give me a job. So he heads home. And, you know, so he, he's on his way home, and he's, I'm sure he's miserable the whole way. He's dirty, he's filthy, he smells like pig, you know, ew, by the way. And he gets home, and he doesn't even get home. He's a long way off, and his dad sees him. Now, do you know what that says to me? That every day he was gone, his dad was looking for him. And it's the same thing with God and us. When we get lost, when we're out in the world, and we're lost in the world, and we don't... We're not following God, and we're not part of where we're supposed to be God isn't going about his daily life without us he's still looking for us he's looking for us the far off distance he's standing there on the path waiting for us to come back to him and when we're a long way off he sees us and what what does the father do he runs to his son he runs to him Just like God runs to us. When God sees us coming back, He runs to us, church. He runs to us and He hugs us and He says, My son, my son is finally back. And we come. And the son comes to Him. And He says, Father, you know, I don't deserve to be called your son anymore. But if you just give me a job, I'll be happy to do anything you ask me to do. And the father says to him, quit. He says to the servants, quit. Bring the finest robes, bring a ring for his finger, bring sandals for his feet. Basically, put him back into a position in this home. And then we're going to throw a party. I want you to kill the fatted calf. I want you to, to get it ready. We're going to have a feast. We're going to have a party. We're going to throw you down because my son was dead and now he's gone. He was lost and now he's found. That's God celebrates every single time we come back. Every time somebody comes back, God celebrates. He says, you know, you were you weren't you were lost. But now you're here. And I couldn't be happier that you're right here with me I'm gonna put you in a position again so the party began now here, here's the here's the other thing let's talk about the other son for a little bit the other son he's out in the field he's working and then he comes back in and he hears all the ruckus and what's going on and he says to one of the servants hey What's going on? And the servant says, hey, your brother's back. And he got mad. And he refused to go into the party. And his dad came out and said to him, why don't you come in? begged him to come in. But he was so angry. And he said to his father, you know, hey, look, I've been here at working as a slave for you all of these years. And you won't even give me a goat to party with my friends. Yet, he squandered everything. And you're throwing a party. What's up with that? And this is, this is the important thing here. First of all, his father says, look... You've always been with me. Everything that I have is yours. But your he was your brother was dead and now he's alive. He was lost and now he was found. So Church, those of you those of us that have been in church a while, those of us that have never strayed away. I can't say I I shouldn't even say us. I cannot be I cannot say that that was me. <clears throat> Sometimes we see when somebody that's lost comes in they're getting all the attention they're getting God is moving so strongly in their lives that we get jealous of that sometimes because we've been on the way the whole time but he says everything that I have is already yours well isn't that the same thing everything that God has he's given to us Everything that he has, he's given to us. And we just kind of sit there and expect that God's going to move the same in our lives as somebody that has just come back. And that's not the case. We have this expectant that God's going to give, give, give. He's already given to us. He's already given to us. So it doesn't look as if he's being as generous with us as he is with somebody that's new because they're getting all of this new stuff. We'd already been given the new stuff. What more stuff do you need? God's given you salvation. You've already come back. You're already there. But I want to point something else out. We have the first son who asked for all of his stuff and he went to a distant land and he got lost but then we have the second son who stayed with the father refusing to go in the house he's lost too but he didn't have to go anywhere to get lost he stayed right at home This is my point Be careful of your attitude and your spirit church because we've got the son we've got the first son the lost son he went to a distant land he squandered everything he gave it all away but then he came back but we have this second son here we have the second son Who stayed where he was. He stayed with the father. And when something didn't go his way, he refused to go into the father's house. See what I'm saying? He refused to go in with the father. He refused to take his place and be happy that his brother came back. You don't... Have to go far away to go out into the world and not be in with the Father Church. Wow, that's pretty deep, huh? You don't have to. Your attitude can keep you. The Father can be right in front of you. God can be right in front of you, and you can refuse because something didn't go your way. Check your attitude. Check your attitude. All right, church, I've rambled on enough this morning. I love you. I will see you tomorrow. Be blessed. Have a great day.